Welcome to the 28th episode of the NL Feast podcast. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the teardrops to my guitar, Brandon Gross. <laughs> the teardrops to my guitar, because the teardrops are falling on your guitar. Is this a reference you don't get? I don't get this reference, I don't think. You don't remember the Taylor Swift song, Teardrops on My Guitar? No, I don't remember that one. Drew looks at me. Really? Is that from her first like country album? Yes, it's country record. It's definitely country album. I'm um, sorry. I heard a thud. It's raining here. And it startled me. I don't know if something fell on the patio. I'm not, it's raining you're not, get, you're not getting LA. off the hook here. You never, you don't, you don't know. That was Taylor Swift's <laughs> like first VH1 single. Come on, baby. I don't remember that. I remember uh, It's a Love Story, Baby, Just, just Say, say Yes. yes. I remember that one. So are you saying I should have done uh, my It's a Love Story, or the it's a love story to my baby just say yes is that better <laughs> that would have been a good one i i'm a big fan i'm partial to we are never ever ever getting back together oh we are never ever ever to my getting back getting together back together <laughs> i would have been like good got it steve swift picking up picking up yeah the i don't tea know to my swift i thought it would be really funny the tea to my swift yes that's good too i uh i thought it'd be funny if i made a dated music reference what uh, my high school girlfriend was a huge taylor swift fan so mm-hmm. i'm like f- like intimately familiar with that as they all record. are as, as all the high school girlfriends are, are. um <laughs> and and uh yeah so i just like knew that record and the uh, a certain brad paisley record she's a big country fan uh really really well oh yeah so. you've told me this before didn't you go to like some like jason aldean concert or something in high school some my friend i saw rascal flats i saw tim <laughs> mcgraw I saw Jason Aldean. You name it, dude. I saw them all. And there was a Tim McGraw tour where Taylor Swift opened up, which would have been a wild story to say. I saw Taylor Swift on her first like stadium tour, but we didn't go. We just never pulled the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. I, see, I have a similar similar experiences because I, I worked uh, at a radio station famously. Um, famously. Uh, this is my first foray into that, like in between college, like when I was home on like the holidays and they needed extra hand and stuff. Um and they have in it was in Nashville, so obviously country music is the big thing. So the big of radio course. station was the was the country station there, and uh, we would go to uh, like they did a weekly Dave and Buster's concert. And they okay. Had, and they had artists would show up on a Thursday. We'd set up like the banners and the table and the meet and greet and all that stuff. And uh, it was at Dave and Buster's once again. Keep that in mind. Um, and there was artists like. John Party there, who's like a big artist now. Okay, he's, he's right. big in the country world now. I believe. But there's you. plenty of pictures of me like hover handing over musicians, <laughs> like hot country women. <laughs> and you're like, and, I'm and not like, gonna touch you. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, no dude. There's one. Positions. I think I don't think she ever became big. I think her name was like Maggie Rose or something like that. Mm. And there's one of me being like, hi, <laughs> and like my arms just around this like blonde country. You're going to get, it sounds like uh, you're going to get canceled because of your country radio. No, No, I was on the opposite. I'm going to get praised because he was like, he was so, so much like a fly on the wall or like like, a a wallflower. Just don't even put your hand the eight inches off of my back. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get canceled from being too cold, Brandon. The first man (laughs) to get canceled from not being friendly enough. He wouldn't even touch me. He wouldn't even (laughs) hug me. That sounds like a, baby, we just wrote a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode on the pod <laughs> what i'm trying to do a larry david he doesn't really have he has a distinct voice but i it in my brain it automatically goes to jerry seinfeld which i'm not gonna do but uh larry has like what do a, you mean? yeah he has like a 
you know, he has more of a of a yeah, like a, eh, 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 an indifference eh. voice. Yes, indifference is the right word. Brandon, did I tell you I went to Seinfeld night? What? What is that? Uh, wait, at the Mets at game? At the Mets game. I went to the Seinfeld Night Marlins at all. Mets game. What are you not communicating these uh, experience, these baseball experiences Why with me? didn't I tell you about I think it was just like a weird... Yeah, why are you keeping it a secret? <laughs> I'm like, shh, Brandon. Um, <laughs> yes, I don't know how this got lost in translation between the two of us, because it's not like we haven't been talking this week. I think I just like forgot or something you're but, interviewing uh, other podcast hosts you're gonna be like hey i think i'm gonna get rid of my guy next year hey yeah i think i'm gonna kick him to the curb after this uh after this first kick season. him to the curb your enthusiasm kick- hey wow okay pretty good brandon pretty good pretty good, but, pretty good. um they gave out jerseys met jersey jerseys that of seinfeld's name on the back what so that, oh yeah jerseys. well he was there because he went into the SMI booth with with gary keith and ron and yes. did a little interview it was basically just to promote the netflix it, it coming yes. on netflix yes exactly exactly um which I, have you seen all the not the drama but like the netflix fucked up the aspect ratio of, of oh Seinfeld? yeah and there's like a pothole the pothole episode and the pothole isn't actually on is cut out screen. how do you do that that seems such like an elementary i don't understand that i, I haven't watched it yet on on netflix but uh i'm gonna check it out and see uh, try to understand how they did that but what what which game was this what happened this was mets marlins mets won or marlins won excuse me oh you um, got a marlins victory in there That's eliezer good. hernandez um yeah dude i don't know i i was like hanging out with coworkers, so this was probably the least attentive i've been for a baseball game i was like just trying to hang and sh- like rub elbows with some friends and like uh make sure i was, I was liked in the office that was my number one goal <laughs> <of being interviewed. laughs> and what's the review did they say we're gonna keep them keep you around or i got they fired like- baby <laughs> <laughs> they're like stay at city field <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now i'm a groundskeeper um mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it went well. It went well. And then I, well, I skirted off to Vermont. I was in Burlington for a wedding this weekend. That was really great. My, oh, that's uh, nice. I hear it's pretty. That's Ben and Jerry's land, right? That's Bernie land. That's Ben and Jerry's land. That's a lot of like uh, uh, fleece vests land. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Opioids. Yeah, you Op- got all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Opioids. Also, two hours from Montreal. Isn't that wild? Whoa, that is I crazy. It makes sense, though, I guess. I guess. I guess. I got some beautiful nature photos, Brandon, though. So if you want to see some beautiful nature photos now, I am your guy. It's been. Hey, uh, why don't you place. just throw it up on our on our podcast Twitter? We have got nothing else to talk about except the Braves. So <laughs> did you see the tweet that I posted today? It was the the early results vote. No, about can the Mets go a week? You did that meme. You saw that one? Mm-hmm. I did see it. I think only you and I liked it. That though. was what I was about to say. Two people liked it, Brandon. And it was you and me. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out because my my proposal to you this week was I say we should do a uh, a marketing campaign where we I don't know if it's a marketing campaign but we change our name to a Braves based yes podcast just because That's... the Braves are the only analyst analyst team in the playoffs um, and I sent out a poll I tried to come up with some creative Braves names yes and like no one voted on it no one cared nobody cared no one cared so we're not gonna do it you know we we do it for you people and if you don't care then we're not gonna do it and if you don't care then you can go f yourself right brandon we're gonna take a heel turn against all (laughs) of our all of our (laughs) you stuck with us a full season but now we're gonna be angry Yeah, so why don't you go shove it up your pie hole, okay, buddy? <laughs> shove you up your s- pie hole, Albies, boys. <laughs> that's, yeah. what I'm, that's me trying to be mean to the Braves. To the Braves, yes. I, uh, yeah, Albies, boys. What are- <laughs> yeah, what are you, the Albies, boys? <laughs> the, the local gang? Um, <laughs> Brandon, I went to, I had a great experience in Vermont, and I did tell you about my Vermont trip, but I held one story off because I wanted to tell you live on the pod. Oh, great. Um, but day before the wedding, some, like, extra things needed to be bought, um... At a Target, and Burlington still has an indoor mall. 
like there was a JC Penney's there. There was mm-hmm. a Target attached to it. There was like a GameStop, like classical mall. Which like when was the last time you were in like a medium town sized mall? A me- so it's a normal mall, like Orange it's Julius, like sort of yes, all food the classics. Court, yes. Uh, I mean, well, I, I was recently at the at the one in Glendale, but that's not a medium-sized town. Mall. Nothing in L.A. is like this mall. That's what I guess I'm trying to get at. It's okay. like we're talking like built in the 80s and has not been renovated kind of. Not, I, I would say a very long time. Maybe there's one in Florida I went to at some point, but no, I, I don't think so. It is a surreal experience, man. It is the it is truly like a pa- like a walking back into time. It is an insane the, the nostalgia uh, bite of nostalgia for me um, And we had to go there for I forget what Errands some, So we had to pick up Wedding stuff I don't know Belts or I bought an extra shirt I think um, And we're walking around And, the, and the, my girlfriend And our, my, my close friend's wife Also my friend um, We're going to do some Extra shopping At like an H&M Or a Kohl's or something So we, my friend Nate and I Started walking around the mall And we found The sickest like Sports card Slash memorabilia store That I had been in In my life And it was huge Because it's an old mall In Burlington, Vermont So like rent is three dollars in a bag of lays like it's the cheapest thing in the entire world and uh i started talking to this dude and he says that in 1991 that the yankees called and they're trying to do a run of prospects and they're like hey we're gonna we're starting to get our like young guys in we wanted to know if you were interested in having them come in and sign cards and it was Derek jeter and Derek jeter came into the store when he was like uh a year out oh. from being a rookie with the yankees and like did autographs in that store and like they also apparently were like, we'll throw in, um, I think he was an outfielder at the time, they are saying, like a, one of our center field prospects, Mariano Rivera, who <laughs> turned out to obviously Whoa. not be an outfielder. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah t- because t- that was the time period. I'm sure they had like tons of these up-and-comers in, in the system there. Yeah. Um, holy crap, that's amazing. I know, and this guy was just a wealth of information, just like a soft-spoken, sweet dude. Did you buy anything? Talk- Oh, did I buy anything, Brandon? I <laughs> bought a Luis Robert. Is it? Have we decided if it's Luis Robert or Luis Robert? I don't know actually what it is because um, I, I know he goes by Lou Bob is a bit of his nickname, but I bought Louis Robert. Louis Robert. <laughs> no, it's I back like baby. <laughs> We're doing the French again. <laughs> the French are back baby. Yeah, so I bought a Louis Robert card. God, mm-hmm. and I also went back and listened to my French accent because it was something I was proud of and was humiliated about how bad it sounded. But we'll no, I disagree. Bit. I think you mm. do a good job with it. That's that's nice of you. <laughs> there's no, there's a little bias <laughs> coming here, Brandon. If I'm going to be be honest with you, um, I bought a Louis Robert. I bought the uh, Bowman first, which was like the very first card that you get as a prospect. Bowman first of Adley Rutschman. Oh, nice. The, like, yeah, the, the prospect for the, the Orioles. Orioles. Yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be a big deal. And that card will be like his most valuable card if he does become like a Hall of Fame-esque or all-star, you know, big guy. Um, who else did I buy? I bought a Boba Shett rookie card. Um, I was on the hunt for a Vlad rookie or a Soto rookie, and I couldn't find either of those. Um, there's one more I got. Oh, a Jordan Alvarez rookie card. So, oh, that's a good one. You're a big yeah. Jordan guy. I remember your bet at the beginning of the season was that he was going to win the AL home run. He was going to yes, be a home run home leader run title. for the and AL. It was, it was DeGrom. Also, though, that that one trip did actually pay off because Chris, the guy that I went with, bet uh, uh, Shohei Otani AL MVP. And, like, knock on wood, but it, but all signs point to him winning it. So that's a pretty successful uh, Good job, Chris. Good job. I'm, I'm sitting here taking credit for someone else's bet. <laughs> like I was there too, Brandon. I, yeah. uh, no, I no, there. not you. Good job, Chris. We talked about it, so like I kind of get some of the credit, but um, that was great. And we enjoyed it so much that the next morning we found an excuse to go back to the mall so that we could go talk to the guy again for like 20 more minutes and hang out. <laughs> uh, I got to get some uh, chinos. <laughs> like, don't you want me to return some of the stuff that we got yesterday? <laughs> it was you're, just Nate you're late to the wedding, just like car. You're running and there's cards <laughs> flying <laughs> behind you. Things just flying out of me. But Brandon, yeah. okay, we're gonna get into the baseball because we've we've gone a little bit over time. But while we were while we were recording, 
I bought a baseball card, Brandon. Are you proud of me? or are you? You're just, just not listening to me? You're just buying cards? No, it's an <laughs> eBay bid. So I put a bid in, and I just waited my sweet, sweet time. And it seems like I got a great deal. It was 25 bucks, and the cheapest one had sold for 40 or 60 There's been only two sales previously. What is it? What's the card? Have you heard of this uh, Marlins prospect, Yiddy Kappa? Kappa, no, I, I, think I actually name? do not know that player. Y-I-D-D-I-C-A-P-P-E. He's like a 17-year-old or like one of the um, yeah. one of those international signings. Mm-hmm. And he's just, uh, it's his first card. And it was there's only 250 of this certain refractor made. And so I was like, got to pull the trigger on this guy. I feel like those guys are always interesting because obviously at a certain point, you you realize their value once they're in the system. Yes. But when, they, when they're signed, obviously they do see the raw skills there, the scouts. But... You probably don't get as good of a of a uh, sample of them as you do if they're coming straight from high school. I'd imagine that's great. That's a good point. Yeah, I uh, and also they're signed younger. Like high schoolers are eighteen. Like these kids are getting signed when they're sixteen sometimes. Yeah, so, like there's even smaller of a sample size. Um, but yeah, so I got him, and th- it's like for example, th- if this had been a Acuna rookie or Bowman, it would be like like thousands of dollars. So my idea is he just becomes the next Ronald Acuna baby, and we're <laughs> we're sitting on top of a pile of money. You're just showing up to like single A games. You're like next Acuna. There he is. <laughs> you're gonna be good, kid. I can feel it in my bones. You're um, you're taking speaking it into existence too <laughs> too far. Yeah, it's like the declared bankruptcy joke from, uh, from the office. Except that yeah, I just keep saying it everywhere I go in hopes that it'll actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Brandon, let's get into it. We got a hell of a show going on. It's a weird it's a weird point in NL feast because now there's only one more uh, team remaining from the NL. East and uh, the NL, uh, and who knows how where that will be next week. We could just be talking about the playoffs, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about the the Braves and Brewers NLDS preview. A lot of stuff going on. We'll get into some normal segments, upcoming series and predictions, which also include some of the playoff matchups. We got sixty second stories, Degrama de Week, Feast or Famine, and Feature Future Fans. But Brandon, we got one last big Mets. Uh, Can you kerfuffle. believe this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> we got one last Mets kerfuffle to take us uh, out in the 2021 MLB season after a uh, a pretty raw press conference. That seems like the right word to use it. Where uh, where Luis Ro- Rojas seemed like he was uh, seemed like he, he the writing was on the wall for him. The Mets officially announced today that they um, that they let go of his him and he's no longer needed. Their services are no longer needed. Um, and yeah, dude, the Mets continue to Mets, and we're uh, we're here for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was you know, it really was expected. And I know we touched on this a little bit last week, but uh, ugh, it's just like I'm exhausted that we have to speak about this because I just dude. wanted it to be Braves, yes. Brewers, and then the rest of the playoff teams. But there's going to be a lot more of this too going on because the Mets are going to be searching for their I think it's f- uh, fourth manager, including Carlos Beltran, in the last uh, four years. <laughs> yeah, that math adds up, yeah. um, including Callaway and, uh, oh, I guess Terry Collins, too. Anyway, it's something like that. The last five years, I think, it's four managers. Anyway, uh, they need to get a player of baseball operation. They got to get a manager. They got to build out more of the front office. There's going to be some serious changes in Mets land, and this is just, like, the start of it. So it makes sense why they did it so early, because I have to imagine that they'll probably have a player, uh, a um, uh, uh, GM or president of baseball operations, uh in November, early November, just to get obviously the ball rolling and the sense of signing and trading players and all that hot stove stuff. But did Louie deserve to be fired? Um, I think it was, you know, I think he was well liked in the clubhouse from what I saw. Um, obviously, there were some questionable moves down the stretch. He's a young guy, he's only 39. Um, 
he was not the first choice of Brody Van Wagenen in that front office pre-Steve Cohen era, and he was not the first choice of uh, Sandy Ellerson and Steve Cohen in that front office either. So by them not making the playoffs, it was almost guaranteed that that he was going to get let go. I mean, there was no way they were going to change manager because Steve Cohen didn't even take over the Mets uh, until November last year. Yeah. So there's yeah. no way he was kind of stuck there and he was and he had to know that he was not wanted. That must have been a weird feeling for him. So by them cementing a below 500 losing season. Um, yeah. Writing was on the wall. And I hope the Mets did apparently offer him a TBD position in in the uh, the organization. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Luis stays on board because I think he's a good baseball man and he's well liked and he was uh you know, praise uh, top to bottom. I know when Carlos Beltran was let go after the Astros scandal, um, players like went to the Mets front office and said Louis Rojas should be the Mets manager. So if not, I hope he does hop on with the team and become a manager or a bench coach or third base coach somewhere else. Because um, I think he's, he's a good baseball man, and, and it's sad to see him go, but it makes sense for the transitional period that the Mets are at right now. Yeah, I, the the thing that stuck out to me the most in what you just said is that the Mets offered him a TBD position. I'm curious as to what you think that could be. What do you think? In the, it's not going to be like GM or president of baseball operations. No, 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 no. Or like uh, player, player oriented. Yeah, I think stuff? I think player development. That's where he came from initially. Um, I mean, he worked his way up. I think he w- the story was that when uh, he uh, stopped playing, which I think he was like barely in the minors um, when he stopped playing. He was like the bus driver for the Mets in like Port St. Lucie. So he oh worked. His, yeah, he like worked his <laughs> way up. He was like driving a bus around, uh, uh, the driving the players around in, in Port St. Lucie. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be in some sort of scouting, uh, uh, you know, prospect development, maybe part of the Dominican, uh, the Dominican uh, school the Mets have down there. So we'll see. I mean, who knows if he wants to stay with that? It's kind of weird to stay with the organization you were fired from, probably, yeah. even though he's been there yeah. for twenty years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish him a lot of luck, and I and I, I did like him as Mets manager, and I was hopeful that he was going to be the next great Mets manager. But it makes logical sense for the Mets to have a totally new front office and have the new president of baseball operations to come in and hire the person uh, that they want. Yeah, dude. I I mean, this happens in every sport. This kind of this once something somebody mm-hmm. else takes over in a position of power, and you're not one of their guys. The writing is on the wall for you, and it seems like there's only a limited amount of time, barring some insane development that was unexpected that that uh that you're halfway out the door and it's so funny because this is on the heels of a conversation we had last week that was like what's gonna happen is he gonna be there and then there's that press conference which i'm sure you watched and, and many of our listeners did as well um where it seemed like he was saying goodbye to not just the not just like this season but also a lot of the players that he had clearly developed relationships with um which is kind of strange to watch that happen it makes you feel for a guy and there's also like there's this a little bit of an issue when it comes to, frankly, people like us that talk about sports for like either a hobby or a living um, with regularity, which is kind of distancing the person from the position and like forgetting the fact that this is somebody that's worked very hard their entire lives to get to this kind of point. Um, and so there's like a like right now it's kind of happening in the Dolphins season. <laughs> Not to bring this about the Dolphins, but like the Dolphins are in the middle of a true meltdown, even though it's only four weeks in. Um, and people are just like calling for other people to get fired very quickly. And it's like, yeah, it just it, it seems a little icky. So. Um, that being said, I'm excited to see where the Mets go. You, uh, I don't know if there's a candidate in particular that you're hoping for, but I, I was curious if there's anybody that comes to the top of your mind when you think of future New York Mets manager. Uh, so you know what's interesting? I actually saw um, the seven line, which are, are the uh, the folks that are in center field in orange normally to support the Mets at away and, games and, and a clothing line. What? And also 
the train that I met Richard on. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they posted a poll because, as everyone remembers, two years ago, Carlos Betron was hired yes. to be the Mets manager. Yes. Was let go after the Astros scandal, which honestly... Him, Hinch, and Cora got the brunt of the Dude, uh, absolutely of, of the Beltran punishment, and, and Beltran may be the worst one because yeah, he that didn't, didn't even these... get yeah. a chance. I mean, they're both Cora and Hinch are managing again. Yeah. Anyway, um, but the Seven Line posted a poll that was, uh, "Do you want the Mets to give Beltran another shot?" And fifty nine percent of their uh, of the people that voted, which they have five thousand votes right now, fifty nine percent said that yes, they would want Beltran back. Which to that's me, kind of exciting. I hate that. I don't think there's a... <laughs> because it's like, why did you fire Louie then? Because Beltran would be a first-time manager. I don't care that he's a Hall of Fame player. I don't care that he's a Mets legend, which he is. I think people maybe just want that redemption story of like, hey, he had the, the big strikeout in the 2006 NLCS that we yes. all remember. Um, but he's still one of the top offensive players in Mets history. He's a Hall of Fame player. So I think they maybe want that story arc of him coming back and winning the championship for his old team. But it's yeah. like... No, the Met, if the Mets fire Louis Ross, they need a veteran presence in there. Are, that, you anti- are, you, are you thinking that's who Steve Cohen's going to target? It feels like he would do... If Of all of the things that Steve Cohen would do, it doesn't seem like the sensible, most conservative one. I would be extremely surprised. I think you would, you're probably going to see... Um, and obviously, Sandy Olshan has his ear, and whoever they hire for president of baseball operations will have his ear. Yeah. I do think you'll probably see a manager that's on the younger end that that has some experience maybe a brad osmus type um you might see him uh this isn't younger but like john gibbons who's the old blue jays manager like one that's like been around uh a bit and has managed some teams not successful teams in osmus's case but has, have managed some teams and know what it's like to run a clubhouse um so i i would imagine that i would be very surprised if it's a first-time manager and i would be a little disappointed to be honest with you because there's growing pains with that yeah um do you, are you uh do you think this is just kind of a like a general divisional question but are you you thinking that the mets will have the most turnover between the front office and their actual uh like player development as well as uh roster than any other team in the division uh i think the Mets and Phillies will probably have the biggest roster turnover. Oh, right, yeah. This year. I mean, the Marlins will definitely, too, because like we went through a couple things specifically that we'll get into later for our famine. But the Marlins had the most pickoffs and the most errors mm-hmm. of any team. And like those are just coaching things that are going to have to there's going to have to be consequences to that. Um, but I'm curious. Yeah, the Phillies is a great answer. I could see a lot of stuff happening with them. Um if uh, if Girardi's out, who knows? That that that'd be yeah. I mean, they guy. might. I mean, I think he he's had exactly a five hundred record Girardi last two years. So I don't I don't think they're they're uh, overall in baseball. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, manager uh, vacancies. Yeah. Um, but it's possible that we see two of them. I assume David Martinez is going to hang on, and Mattingly. I think they already said he's hanging on, right? Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, I would be pretty surprised if Mattingly gets the can. I think he, I mean, if this season or if next season is anything like this season, and it's like a very disappointing, like I think heads will roll next year, but um, yeah, that's. I don't think it's happening this offseason. Who knows though? You never know, Brandon. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, the, this is going to be the most interesting Mets offseason, more interesting than last year, because Steve Cohen's going to have a full hot stuff season, obviously with the CBA uh, expiring uh, December 1, um, it's De- yeah, December one. Yeah, um, yeah, you know things might change, but 
they have a lot of work to do, the Mets, and, and they're going to look a lot different next year. So we're going to be talking about this a lot. So buckle in. It's Mets everywhere. We're a Mets pod. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of – I mean, the winter season – or the, the winter meetings will bring a lot of change to, it. I think, the division as a whole. Maybe less so the Braves and Nationals. Like, I don't I don't think the Nationals are going to be making a lot of moves. I don't think that they're going to be firing a lot of people because, I mean, it wasn't – I mean, they just tore the whole thing down. It's not a coaching problem. Um but between the Marlins, Phillies, and uh, Mets, I think there's going to be a lot of things to talk about this offseason, which I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. Also, chances that uh, Rojas goes to another team and Gabe Kapler's it and is just much better. I mean, and just like leads dude, right? Couldn't you, I mean, the, hey, the if the Padres are going to uh, fire Jace Tingler, I think that's almost a guarantee. If they, I don't think they have yet, yeah. but um, who knows? Maybe they they snatch up Rojas. That'd be so funny. Also, let's hope Rojas gets as jacked as Cap- <laughs> Gabe Kapler. Dude, Rojas is jacked. But, like, have you seen the veins on Gabe? Gabe's Dude, got, like... I don't know. I'd... Those two are top two most jacked managers, for sure. Uh, Tony LaRusso wants a word, Brandon, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's sitting up there, but... Um... No, not jacked up car. Jacked oh, body, am I right? Oh, my God. Yes. Not a... Yeah, you you got it. Not Jack Daniels. Jack... Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I like that one better, actually. Um, oh, Brandon, okay. I came up with my favorite, like, neo-lib joke of all time that i wrote okay, like what is pretty it? uh pretty ironically but also was also genuinely pre- pleased with myself i came up with the punchline and then wrote the setup to uh just because i thought that this was a funny pun but i was like so i went over to my grandpa's house the other day man this guy loves trump so much he doesn't have butter he has i can't believe it's not butter emails <laughs> <laughs> no that's too much so to you're getting back on. out there you're gonna start going to mics what's up i think i uh i think i'm going to go straight to a netflix special i would anybody <laughs> hears that joke because uh i was really i was just sitting in the back somebody was like we we're i forget what we were talking on the way to the wedding and somebody said butter emails and i was like that kind of sounds like butter emails and i was like that's funny butter emails and i was like i can't believe it's not butter email. and that's the way my dumb brain works and that we you, arrived you said that in the car and it played the <laughs> silence and everyone's like what i got lucky uh, we were driving up with my uh, one of my best friends, Danny, and his girlfriend, um, and she, I got a good, good laugh out of Jesse, his girlfriend. So I felt good in that moment, um, and then okay. kind of abused that uh, <laughs> abused that joke for the entirety of the trip. <laughs> now I'm telling everyone, I'm stopping people in the street. The bodega guy heard it. Hey, uh, you heard about my grandpa? He doesn't like butter. He's such a Trump fan. He likes. I can't believe it's not butter emails. emails. <laughs> what if good, I right? stole that and I became like the. <laughs> Of L.A., like the take my wife, please. Like that's oh my, my joke, it, and I'm it, known as that guy in L.A. It is very Rodney Dangerfield uh, energy mm-hmm. that I'm delivering it with. But yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I'm back, baby. I'm hitting the stage. <laughs> it took one bad pun, and I I got bit by the bug again, Brandon. The comedy bug, and the comedy bug says, "Do some Trump puns." It's 2021. <laughs> it's, listen, it hasn't been relevant for like five years. Bring it back, baby. <laughs> um, all right, Brandon. Moving right along, we got um, we have a divisional i guess rival of us but just a a, a general division friend foe what am i looking for mm-hmm. here we're friends we're i friends. think we're friends we, okay. we support we're gonna support the braves because it helps with our content so <laughs> selfishly uh, you're like uh, selfishly we need them to go to the world series and then probably lose that just because of our personal feelings but I you think, know we've made some braves fans uh friends Frank. excuse me with uh dylan and some uh some twitter pals so you know we're gonna support the braves through thick and thin until game seven of the world series and we're whoever the hell they're playing unless it's the yankees we're gonna be full full yeah. american league i'm going to uh i've got plans already to watch the red sox yankees uh game tomorrow the playing game with a, like at a yankees bar so i'm gonna just be in like complete incognito mode <laughs> Oh yeah, you yeah. you mean wearing your swastika too? What the hell? No, man? no, no, no. Incognito mode, like Brandon at twelve a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, what? That's uh, that's the that's the classic like browser window that people oh, use for yes, looking yes, at explicit yes, yes. content on I'm the internet. I'm not picking yeah. up on your references today. I'm like yeah. off today. I'm not yeah. picking up. I don't know why. Two things I learned about Brandon: he doesn't like Taylor Swift, and he has no problem about anybody seeing his browsing history. No that's matter what. That's true. It is actually, I, I I got nothing to hide. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's review the Braves Brewer series. It's going to be a really interesting five game series. I believe it starts when Wednesday. Oh, I got the joke now. I just thought I I realized what it was. Uh, I got okay, it. <laughs> all right, yeah. yeah, it starts uh no, it starts Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Starts yeah. Thursday. Game one will be uh Charlie Morton and you would assume Corbin Burns, so I don't know if it's officially been confirmed. T B D I think as Yeah, T B D. You'd assume it's Burns though. Um Brandon, how you feeling? Let's kinda of just get into it. This is gonna be a really interesting series and a lot of fun. I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, it's gonna be a good series. So the um so over the the two series that they played this year, I think one in May and one in June or July, uh, the the Brewers and Braves split the series three three. Both of the away teams won their series um, in those instances. So um, some interesting things that I that I was reading about was so uh, two pitchers that pitched well against the Brewers for the Braves were Drew Smiley and, and uh, Kyle Muller. Okay, weird. With neither one of them are, are obviously going to be pitching in this yeah. series. <laughs> I don't so, know, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll be a surprise. But um, uh, and a positive for the Braves. So I would say that's sort of a negative. That's like, oh, you don't really know how like Morton and Freed, you know, yeah. your star pitchers did. Um, a positive is though they actually scored five runs against uh, Burns in a game that they played against. That's awesome. Uh, him where he started and three against Woodruff. Uh, but Peralta actually threw six shutout innings against them during the regular season. I saw a great stat today. That was the Brewers pitching, uh, like their, their starting pitching, their pitching rotation had the highest war out of any team in uh, in the majors. I mean, that's what's carrying them. I mean, basically their offense is, what, Adamas, Avasel, Garcia. Uh, not Ryan Braun. <laughs> not Ryan Braun. Not Yelich, really. I mean, he's still like slotted in there number three. And obviously he can, he can uh, you know, play well. Vogelbach came on and hit a walk-off grand slam, pinch hit walk-off grand yeah, slam. Yeah, that's true. So. They they have a lot of these like I mean I guess they're a lot of these like role player guys that you're like who's oh yeah and like like they're named guys like Lorenzo Kane and Jackie yeah. Bradley and Yelich are all like not they did not have good seasons. But Jackie no. Bradley had like a historically horrible season. So not not who you're hoping uh, shows up for them. I uh, I'm curious. Do you remember who it was that Vogelbach dressed up as for Halloween or like some there's something where he dressed he's like. The definition of a bolder human being. This guy is, yeah, excuse my language, fucking huge. He's got to be like, he's like Prince Fielder big, but like in a more jacked. Wait, so he dresses another player or who did he dress as? Oh, I should have, I shouldn't have brought this up because I'm never going to remember it. But um, he dressed up as like an animal or a cartoon character or like a big baby or something. Johnny, (laughs) is this a quiz? No, big baby. <laughs> big baby. Speaking of basketball, Brandon, I know we talked basketball a little bit. Big baby. Remember Big Baby Glenn Davis? No, I don't know who you're talking about again. I'm not picking up on a reference. Wait, did he dress as uh, the Kool Aid Man? No. Wait, is that? Did he find a picture of that? No. Man? Wait. No. Wait. He did do this in 2016 when he was on the Mariners. I didn't okay. find that. That uh, was 2016. Damn oh, it. Oh wait, he just he just as a okay. Actually, he did this. He dressed as Chris Farley in the Chippendale sketch when he's on the Mariners <laughs> as well. He dresses up like a lot of different things. It um, turns out that he's had the best the best costume game in all of Major League Baseball. You're not finding yeah. it though. I really no. I'm finding his Mariners ones, but not his his Brewers ones. 
Yeah, well, dude, well, our Brewers fans are going to be pissed. <laughs> they're they're going to be so mad. They're going to be going through their yeah. They're so excited for the uh, the playoffs that they found the 143rd most popular preview of the series that they're going to listen to. <laughs> hey, let's see what this NL East podcast. That, they don't sound like that. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. Hey, let's see what this NL East podcast has to say about our brew crew and our brew crew. And then they're going to listen and they're going to be like, they just talked about Taylor Swift for the first 10 minutes. I'm turning <laughs> yeah. this off. They definitely shut it off. Oh, for sure. We, and you can't really blame them. But um, all right, Brandon, I guess like we're uh, it seems like we'll have a short episode. So why don't you just tell me, where do you think the series is going to go? Uh, I mean, it all depends on the pitching. Um, so I the Brewers had a bad, not a bad month, but their second worst month of of the season. I think they went 14 and 12, which is still above 500. They lost Devin Williams, who uh, who punched a wall. Out of excitement, he, not anger. Out of excitement, which is <laughs> ironic because uh, uh, Enoa, our, our boy, he our broke boy. his hand after a bad start against the Brewers earlier in the season. I know. So there's some connection between Brewers, Braves, punching walls. I Brandon, don't know. Proof I've done a little research. I believe Enoa did it after allowing five runs over four and a third innings. Oh. Pretty good, right? <laughs> I'm proud of you. That's very good. Top, that's not on the rundown. That's top of brain. We finally did research, Brandon, and it's when we there's only research. one series for us to watch. <laughs> game hey, baseball, can you like cool it with all the games? Like, if you did one series, we could do this. It's cool. Maybe we'll focus on one series uh, a pod, Brandon. That'll go yeah. well. <laughs> uh, but my prediction, I, I actually think the Braves are going to pull this off. I say the Braves, I think it's going to be a five-game series because of the tough pitching on both ends. But um, it's all in the pitching. If, if uh, Freed and Morton... Can can match the the big boys on the Brewers, the the Woodruff and Burns. Um, I say that this game, this series goes five, and I say the Braves squeak it out. Brandon, you stole my prediction. I said I think the exact same thing that's going to happen. I think Love this is going to be a slugfest. I think this is going to be some low scoring. You think baseball. a slugfest? No, no, no. I think it's going to be some low scoring baseball for the first seven innings, and then it's going to get opened up a little bit in the last end. The Braves mm. uh, bullpen has been one of their weak points all season, despite. Um, I guess being relatively healthy. I know every other aspect of their team has suffered injuries with Darno and Acuna, obviously, and the and some others, and Noah, for example. Um, and I know that the Brewers bullpen right now is a little injured as well. Obviously, Devin Williams is getting so excited he's punching things, which I guess is a better alternative than punching things because of you're angry. Um, but yes, I think it goes to five. I think we see. Um, what do you? Who do you think? Do you think we get freed? For uh for the, the game five, you think we get more? Well, Morton it seems back like Mor- Morton's doing game one, Freed's go- doing game two. So I would imagine Morton's their their ace probably because of his his uh, veteran experience with the Rays um, and the Astros in, in playoffs and the Astros. Um, so yeah, I'd imagine that Morton's probably would be the game five guy. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So they I think- both had both Morton and Freed had fantastic September's. I think Freed actually won the pitcher of the month. Uh, Dude, read the stat. You brought the stat up. What was Max? Oh, yeah. September? So, so our friend, uh, give 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 him a follow. Uh, Bean Eater B, Bean Eater <laughs> B. He's a big Braves fan, and we're going back and forth uh, with them. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he tweeted us about, or he or they, I don't know what their what their pronouns nice, are. Smart, Excuse yes. me. Um, they tweeted their uh, the September stats. Uh, Charlie Morton, thirty two innings pitched. 2.81 ERA, 32 Ks, uh, 517 OPS against, uh, and .91 WHIP. And Freed, who won the NL Pitcher of the Month, 41 innings pitch, 1.54 ERA, 36 Ks, 490 OPS, and .85 WHIP. That's insane. 1.54 ERA over 41 innings pitch is nothing to frown at. That's like a, that's an impressive line. Hey, if they can carry it into into the playoffs, I mean, they they should have no problem against the Brewers' kind of weak offense. It almost makes me think that they should be starting Freed. Like, I know that there's veteran experience, but like Freed did pitch in the playoffs last year. 
Um, and I mean, Morton's obviously done it a lot more. Wait, did Freed wasn't injured during the playoffs last year, was he? He pitched, didn't no, he? No, he pitched. He pitched. And, yeah. and Eon Soroka Anderson. Soroka was out, obviously. Eon yes, Anderson. Yes, Eon Anderson. Um, never said that. But the <laughs> never said that. No, no, no. You, you said that. I think. Uh, I think it's probably recorded. So somebody might go through the last yeah, like forty. Actually, hours of... I guess I think that Freed would start Game Five. I think you're right. Because yeah. Right. If it was Game Game One, and Game Four would be Morton. Yeah. Game Two and Game Five would be Freed. Yeah. And if Freed's got a point eight four whip, that's insane. Like ride the hot hand. Um, but I guess they're valuing uh, better veteran leadership over anything else at this point. And what I'm not listen, I'm not snicker. You know what I'm saying? I, I You're got, not snicker. I'm not snicker. So <laughs> I'm gonna get you a shirt that says I'm not snicker. What about what if I you know- get me? No, wait. What if you get me a shirt that says Hungry? Grab a snicker, <laughs> dude. That if the Brit. <laughs> If the if there that doesn't exist already, I'm sorry, Atlanta. Change your marketing. I know we're a marketing pod because we always pitch new ideas and new marketing campaigns. Change your marketing. Listen, has Snickers you... has Snickers like tried to? I know. Listen, I know he's probably not the most marketable guy. I know Acuna is <laughs> a little more marketable, but... but I mean, has Snickers not tried to contact them? Maybe it have Brian easy. Snicker just be like Snickers. Snickers. It's the manager's candy bar yeah there we go that was good uh also or just like have him like in his post-game press conferences just have a snicker bar at it like never acknowledge just sticking out of his pocket or him just like going to town at it like just <laughs> be like what were you thinking when you uh when you pulled uh kyle Muller in in the fifth inning and he's just like it's like going going to town on it looking at the braves beat peanuts and, and nougat everywhere Brand, flying you know, what is nougat do you know what nougat is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I don't is. think I know what nougat is. is it's it got to like, be like a paste, right? It's got to be like a nut paste. I, I think it's. I'm assuming it's like uh, God, and I don't even know how to spell nougat ingredient. Like they just want nugget. Um, but I think it's like. Mm, damn, I'm I am not spelling nougat right. Do you have any? Is it n u g g e t t? N o u g a t. N o u g a t. Maybe not actually. Uh, no, we got it, my dude. We have it. All right, are what you ready? It? It's honey egg whites powdered sugar. Honey, honey egg whites powdered sugar, powdered liquid sugar. glucose. So we're getting. Uh, sorry, now I got to be Bill and I to make nougat. Didn't know that. Um, you like that, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? What was the joke? I said, I said, oh God, you got to have liquid glucose to make nougat. Didn't need to realize we needed Bill and I up in the kitchen. Hey, <laughs> okay, whoa. <laughs> Oh, I'm bringing the heat today, Brian, and I'm back with a vengeance. <laughs> um, yeah, just like Brian, just like Brian Snicker, just like they're being like, why did you pinch, pinch hit uh, uh, Dansby Swanson in the uh, in the eighth inning? And he's like, nah, just like going crazy. Just like it's <laughs> like, like it. on Zoom and it's just like hitting the camera. <laughs> nougat, nougat, and he's like, you know, there's liquid glue close in that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, honey, um, what do you think is in uh, Three Musketeers? I don't know why I started running through my head of like weird. What is this actually? What is nougat? It? What is it? Three Musketeers? Is it nougat? I think it's no. It's not. It's not crunched. I don't think though. it's nougat it's because like like Three Musketeers a soft nougat. Maybe that's what it is. But like Three Musketeers were my favorite uh, candy as a kid, um, mm. and I'm just like never knew what that fluffiness was, and I'm very curious. Um, all right, Marsh- it's marshmallow of, fluff. Oh, that's a great guess. Fluffy whipped mousse. It's a mousse, Brandon. Oh wow, dude. 
Like That's with the antlers insane. or without? Hey, hey come on. Oh my God. <laughs> We're killing it today, Brandon. We're on absolute fire. Um, all right, wrap it up, though. You and I both have Braves in five. Uh, maybe this is a little bit of wishful thinking. A very, very winnable series for the Braves also. Like, I, I am, I'm not picking because I want us to have more content next week. I'm picking because um, I truly do believe that they'll win. Will the series be – the series then won't be over if, like, well, I guess, unless it's a three-game sweep, won't be over by the next time we record, though. Will it? Uh no, I assume Game 5 would probably be... Oh my God, did we screw ourselves and Game 5 will be on Monday when we were supposed to be recording? Hey, we can do live reaction Monday. Honestly, we've done it before. No, I don't we'll think do so, because I think they would need to travel. I think they have a day off in between. Okay, so Monday, there's there's Brewers-Braves Game 3. Game 3, okay. Game 3, so let's hope Oh, it makes it's... sense, because it's probably Friday, Saturday, Sunday, travel day. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then wait, no, no, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday would be game five. That's correct. Yes. Yep. So potentially have a lot more, which is exciting, Brandon. And also you got to fit in a Snickers day there for our boy Snicker. <laughs> ah, that <laughs> him's going nuts, dude. Oh, Brandon. All right. Why don't we talk about some of the other playoff series? Because we're going to be watching a lot of baseball. We got a uh, Yankees. We're, we're venturing out of our out of our uh, niche. Right yes, now. we're coming out of our house for the first time. We're like a bunch of gorophobes that have to watch other teams play now. We're, uh, we got Yankees at Red Sox for the AL wild card and Dodgers at Cardinals. For the NL wild card, we got White Sox at Astros, Tampa at, at whoever wins the AL wild card and San Francisco. No, verse, not at. Verse, whoever wins the AL wild card and San Francisco verse, either the Dodgers or the Cardinals. Brandon, okay, let's start off with the wild card. Out of the Yankees and Red Sox, who do you wish to win? And out of the Dodgers and Cardinals, who do you wish to win? Is it wish to win or think we'll win? Let's hear both. Okay. Uh, wish to win, obviously, Red Sox over Yankees. Yes. Um, think we'll win. I, I'm i also going to lean into the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox will, will pull it off. Is that Fenway? I think that's a huge advantage, even though the Yankees are probably comfortable playing it at Fenway. Yeah. Um, Dodgers and Cardinals. I'm saying the Cardinals are going to squeak this out. I kind of think the Cardinals are going to do it, too. Dude. I actually I was looking into it. I kind of want to bet money that the Cardinals are going to beat the Dodgers. Dude, is there legal gambling, sports gambling in California? Uh, they should be, right? I yeah, don't know. Yes. I tra- you can't do that on DraftKings, right? You can't do it on DraftKings, the traditional application. You can do it on their sports book, though. That's how I do all my gambling. I go into Jersey, and then I you use the sports book app. <laughs> it's just a separate <laughs> application. Um <laughs> I would. I wonder what it is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vamp for a little bit while I look up the line. But it's gonna be. It's also great because it's like, ain't not ancient. That sounds mean. But like two very veteran pitchers going up against it with Adam Wainwright and Clayton Kershaw for uh, for a single game series. And like you, you think it's the Dodgers. Like you're like you're. It's at Dodger Stadium. It's at Dodgers. The Dodgers are like have the highest payroll in baseball. We're on the World Series last year, but it's a one game series. And like the the best part about these one game series is that truly anything can happen. Um, and even if it's like a, a good Dodgers team, if you go and have to play the St. Louis Cardinals team that's been red hot for a while, then you never know what's going to happen. Um, all right, Brandon, you can get really good odds. You can get really good really? odds. It's Cardinals plus 180. So it means if you bet $100, you win $180. What if what happens if I, if I bet $10? Profit. So 280 total. If you bet $10, you make $18. <laughs> okay. I gotta well, do no, 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 I'm sorry. You make $28. You make $18 28. profit. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Not bad. But um, yeah, don't bet $100. <laughs> I don't think either of yeah, us can afford to do I that. <laughs> Never mind. I thought it was going to be better than that. I'm not going to bet. But I do think that the Cardinals, uh, I, I, I like the matchup. I like the Wainwright Scherzer matchup. And I feel like Scherzer, even though he's, he's very experienced, he's a great pitcher. He was, uh, was fantastic when he was traded to the Dodgers. Yes. yes. 
I feel like he has more of the possibility of having a blow-up start in a one-game playoff than Wainwright does. I think that's true, mainly because of the history that comes with it and, like, the pressure that comes with him. And, like, he got his ring last year, so obviously that they're, the, the monkey's off his back a little bit. But, like, um, but I think there's definitely going to be a little bit more pressure on him. And also, Adam Wainwright just seems like the most cool-headed, level-headed dude in the world. Like, him and Yachty are going to be teaming up for uh, – well, no, Yachty's retiring at the end of next year, right, he said? I think Wainwright wants to come back for one more year, too. So I think they're going to come back together. So it's going to be the, the, the dynamic duo, if you will, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I was looking, I pulled up some more gambling odds for you because I was curious to see. If you think the Cardinals would win by more than one run, win by more than one run, then you can get plus 250. So you bet 10, you make 35. Mm, okay. So And if you think that they could start off minus three, so that means that the Cardinals have to win by four runs. You can get plus seven fifty, so ten dollars wins eighty five dollars. So you know, oh okay. So just so I feel like you, it would be a close game. I think my so prediction too. is going to be a really close, game. and I don't think it'll be high scoring. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, um, I think if you once you get into the bullpen, it's going to be the same thing we were talking about with the uh, with the Brave series. That's when the runs start getting scored. But I don't, I, I you know, I don't like the one game playoff, and I hope that it changes because I think it should be at least three games. Because the Dodgers really, won 106 I, games this year. And if they're going to get I feel bad for them. It's like, if anything, it should be like, send the Braves to the wild card. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe you know that's I mean? how it, you see it like it's the NBA where it, it doesn't matter your division winner. It matters, matters like record, period. Maybe. I mean, I, I think we will see some changes in the coming years. You know, maybe the Mets will go to Vegas like you thought. <laughs> um, Man, nobody gave me shit for that. I was a little surprised. I didn't get any shit for that. Um, I think it's because it was the Mets. You know, people like the, the talking shit of yeah. the Mets. But, um... Yankees, White Sox at what? Oh, wait, no, no. Yankees at Red Sox. I want to say something real fast. I think yeah. that the Yankees are going to win. I think the Yankees are going to win. Chris Sale okay. blew up in his last start. Um, and uh, you assume he's what's starting the, tomorrow. What's the matchup? A Cole versus uh, Sale? Cole versus Sale, you'd think. I mean, I don't know. Sale! Confirmed, but... Remember that? Wait, wait, what, that song? Wait, no, wait, what? Sale! Sale! No, I don't remember <laughs> AWOL this. Nation, remember that? No. Really? really? You didn't get the Taylor Swift reference, so even if I did get this reference, I'd lie and say that I did it. <laughs> Okay. It's the, yeah, they have that sound goes. Sail! Sail! White Sox at Astros. Uh, I mean, I'm rooting for the White Sox. I think it's going to be a tough series. I think this one could potentially also go five. Um, I like the White Sox. I like the White Sox in general um, in the playoffs. Um, I think the Astros so yeah. have this. I, th- I want the White Sox to win. I think they're such a fun yeah, team. Yeah, maybe I maybe just being positive, but the yeah. Astros really are monsters, right? Yeah, they're still so good. They're still so good. They have um, So who would start for them? It would be Wheeler? Wheeler Giolito? Is that what it would be? For Not White Wheeler. Sox? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, Granky. Granky. No, Granky. Granky for Astros. Wins. Yeah. I think McCullers is probably their one Okay. for the Astros, and then Granky's probably two, right? No, yeah. actually, no. I was reading that Granky might be out of the bullpen. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I was reading that today. I'm not really sure what the Astros' projected uh, rotation is. For I'm, We're not an AL Central no, pod. No, we're AL not an West, AL Central or AL West oh, pod, God. yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that'll be an interesting series. The White Sox are the most fun, but I yeah, I think the I think the bad boy Astros, the villain Astros, the heel Astros are going to take yeah, the series. Probably. Um and then we have Rays uh versus either the Yankees or the Red Sox. I again selfishly would love to see the Rays kill the Yankees in the playoffs one more time. <laughs> I think the the Yankees are so scared of the Rays and I think the Rays are going to win the World Series. That's my World Series prediction. Me uh, too. That's what I did. that's what I did uh I Dude, vote, vote on the you, MLB bracket. That's you and me today. are on the exact same page. This is weird. Not with songs today, no, but with baseball. Not with songs, we're linked up. But yeah, with uh, with the the playoff race we're in. So I think that the Rays then beat the Yankees and go on. And then I think that San Francisco, I think San Francisco loses to whoever it is. 
I'll go. I'll really? Say crazy. You're, you've they're... been an anti SF kick. I know, and it's going to bite year. me in my ass. It's going to be like when we were like the Phillies are bad, and the Phillies make a late time run and almost win the division. Like we're, uh, yeah, we're we're finding ways to make ourselves look dumber and dumber. I mean, uh, you think the Giants are going to go to the World Series? No, I think uh, my prediction is I think the Cardinals are going to beat the Dodgers. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Cardinals are going to beat the Dodgers. And then I think the Braves will beat the Brewers. Yes. And hmm, who I don't know. Them? Now I'm like thinking about it. No, I think the Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be the Giants for a stamp of it. Yeah. Wow. That's such an interesting series. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, the Rays, obviously. But the Rays, the weird like preseason narrative for the Rays was who's their pitchers? And are they? Was it an anomaly last year? And then they came in and shut everybody up so quickly. Well, they lo- they traded Blake Snow. Yeah, they lost Glasnow. They lost, they lost Morton. Morton. Yeah. Um. Then they got hey, Rich Hill, and then traded Rich Hill to the Mets. Traded Rich Hill. I mean, they just operated, you know, in a different universe than everyone yeah. else. Truly, just a, um, a, a remarkable front office. Yeah, and it's. I think you know, and, and I think part of it is like they actually operate as like a team. Like they have a different lineup out every day depending on the pitching matchup yes. like they don't have any players that is just like well yeah we paid him 40 million so he's got to start he's every day. play lindor <clears throat> yeah lindor i mean who do, who do you think i was referring to but uh <laughs> wait no he ended up having a fine he did he ended up last okay, couple months but um yeah so yeah i mean i i tampa bay and san francisco are my and i know that's easy because they're both the number one seeds and yeah division, but that's but, not easy i feel like but I, I don't know i feel like and then who wins it rays or uh giants I think Rays. Yeah, and then Rays. I agree with you. I think yeah. Rays. Interesting, dude. We're gonna, we got a lot of fun baseball coming up. Speaking of fun, though, Brandon, hit me with your 60-second story. If you're new to the show and you've never heard it before, 60-second stories, Brandon and I will each tell one story, 60 seconds in duration. And if we go over, the timer will go off, but there will be seemingly zero consequences for it. Brandon, do you have a 60-second story for me today? I do. Okay. All right. Are you ready to go? Yeah, you seem so unenthused. I just can't. I'm panicking because I used a good story at the top. (laughs) Again, and I'm like, okay, I'll come up with something while you're ready. So, and away we We go. go. Uh, So, actually, recently, this past week, I did a virtual show with uh, someone that you know and someone I'm friends with in New York. Uh, He hosted a a show for a comedy theater he's a part of there. And I put together a PowerPoint about something I remembered recently, and that was the time I predicted or I, I had a premonition about the actor Don Knotts' death. I don't oh. know if you remember. Do you know Don Knotts? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he played uh, uh, Barney Fife from the Andy Griffith show, The Bumbling Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was like 13, uh, my parents and I were coming back from a nice macaroni grill dinner. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was 2006. I think he died February 24th, 2006, I believe. Um, and I'm, we're driving home, and I'm in the backseat. I'm looking out the window, and I just have a, I have a thought, and I'm like, how's Don Knotts doing? You know? I just think about that. And I wasn't a fan of Andy Griffith. I never watched it with my folks or anything like that. But uh, I had that thought, and then when we got home, about 15 minutes later, I remember my dad vividly coming out from the restroom, and I guess he saw on... I don't know where he was. I guess he wasn't on his phone because it was 2006. I guess possibly he could have been. Yeah, who knows? But, um... Uh, but he said, oh my God, Don Knotts, the actor died. And I'm like, why did I think about him? <laughs> An actor that's way too old for me to yes, know. Not somebody that you should be a fan of. Very strange, so, yeah. Brandon. So you're a, you're a psychic, huh? What's that like? Yeah. 
You're going to have diarrhea in like 30 minutes. <laughs> Easy prediction every day, my friend. Easy <laughs> prediction every day. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to think of like any memorable celebrity deaths. Or you said something that, oh, uh, it's so funny because you, it was Macaroni Grill your dad's favorite restaurant? No, it wasn't. No, it was neither of the favorite restaurants. I think my dad was, um, because my dad's in the radio world, I think that they just had some coupons or something. Like, coupon, like sales yeah, deal, you yeah. know, like giving them out or something like that. So I, I, um, I asked my dad what his favorite restaurant was once. This was many years ago. This was like middle or high school, uh, late middle school or late high school. And he said, Macaroni Grill. It's stuck with me ever since. <laughs> well, dude, I found out. That's funny. I mean, it's, hey, it's not bad. It's, it's better than Crabbe's, no, I like think. A, it's higher end. Uh, I found out that. People, uh, a lot of people don't know Macaroni Grill. Like really? I did that show, and people in the comments are like, "What's Macaroni Grill?" Oh my god, that's it. Well, first off, use your fucking head, okay? <laughs> what do you yeah. think Macaroni Grill is? It's a restaurant. We eat macaroni. <laughs> Actually, and I don't yes. think they, they don't serve macaroni. I, I mean, they there. for sure serve a macaroni, right? Like maybe if it's a kids menu macaroni or something. The kids but, menu, yeah, yeah, they they do, uh, and yes, they do grill it. Um, all right, Brandon, are you ready for my story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, baby. All right, setting up my thing. Oh my god, the Celtics beat the Magic by one point. Shoot me in the head, Brandon. No. <laughs> Don't teach me I that. Won't. Don't shoot me in the head. All right. And away. We away. go. Um, all right. We, if we were talking about concerts and like going to concerts as a young kid, so I, I, I thought I'd share the story of my first concert. Actually, technically second concert. My first concert was Backstreet Boys Millennium Tour, and I was like in first grade and fell asleep. I vividly remember getting into an argument the night before uh, with his classmate saying that like uh, Backstreet Boys was better than NSYNC and was about as passionate as a child could be about any topic in particular, where I was vehemently um, denying NSYNC the title of best boy band at the time. But uh, I went to a Blink-182 concert in sixth grade, um, and it was their self-titled album tour. Uh, it was before they went on a hiatus and uh, before any of the bad music. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I had Cypress Hill opened and smoked like uh, a to the top of the, the, the stadium bong. Like it was a fake bong. And I had no idea what a bong was. No idea really what smoking weed was or how you would do it. And was just like, this is weird. No idea what's going on here. We'll go to the bathroom. I'm still going to run out of time. Go to the bathroom. Um, and a guy comes up and is like, I need to borrow your cell phone. My credit card's not working. Also, what are you doing talking to a sixth grader? Ask an adult for their cell phone. Um, comes up and like you hear, start to hear the intro music. And I'm like, I got to go, man. I got to go. And he's like, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Um, and I thought I was on that show. What was that show on MTV where they would like test people to their limit and pay them based on how long they put up? With oh, thing? yes. Boiling yeah, points. Yeah. Boiling, boiling points. Boiling point. I, yeah. I remember being like, am I on boiling points? Because that was such a topical reference at the time. Um, and then I went and watched Blink-182 and arguably changed the the trajectory of my life because then I decided I wanted to be a, in a punk band for the rest of my life. <laughs> so. Amazing. I like that story. That's cute. Uh, what if... <laughs> yeah, I like how the boiling points are like, ruin a, a sixth grader's experience at their favorite <laughs> band show. <laughs> we put him to the test to see if this 12-year-old could borrow... <laughs> somebody borrow yeah. a cell phone for the entire show. <laughs> His parents splurged on tickets to the concert, but <laughs> he made twelve dollars. Um, I uh, I had a good friend of mine, my one of my my neighborhood friends. She uh, her father worked as the camera operator at the amphitheater, so he would be able to get us free tickets to concerts he didn't want to go to. So that's how I got the tickets. Mm, Pretty cool good. story, huh? That's cool. So you're pretty cool. Thank you. I've been <laughs> trying to convince you of that for a long time. It hasn't worked yet. So I'm glad free tickets did it. All right, Brandon. Let's start blazing through those. We got Degromita Week. And if you don't know, Degromita Week has its own music and it goes like this. Degromita Week. The Week. 
All right, Brandon. I realized that I had to write down uh, when we were going to put the Degrama of the Week music in. A little bit later this time than last time. But all right, Brandon. Why don't you tell us our Degrama of the Week? Austin Riley. He went uh, in the most important series for both the Braves and Phillies. He went four for 13 um, with five ribbies, five ribeye steaks. Yum. Um, so, yeah, really just you know cementing a fantastic year for, for – um, the best third baseman in the National League East. I think that's a safe assumption. Also, uh, started to bring up his MVP conversation at, by that very last series. Obviously, no Soto, no Harper, but he was in there. He was like very deserving of the conversation. I think he was hitting over three hundred, had an OPS in the nines. Like he's probably the Braves, uh, the Braves MVP over Freeman. Surprisingly, uh, can you imagine two MVPs, two different MVPs in back to back seasons? If you were a Braves fan. Goodness wow. gracious. Goodness um, gracious. All right, Brandon, we're just going to keep powering through. We got our Feast or Famine, and if you're new to the show and don't know, I've been putting off making Feast or Famine intro music, but if I did have it, it would sound a little bit like, dun, 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 Feast, Feast or Famine. famine. And Brandon, I'm going to start, I'm going to talk a little Marlins because we can't do that anymore and our season has come to a, a, a disappointing end, but there was rumors this weekend that started that if... Castellanos were, and he apparently has already maybe talked to some people about the, uh, this opportunity, opt out of his contract in Cincinnati, that he's very open to coming to the Miami Marlins. The Marlins obviously in desperate need of, a, of an offensive outfielder that they can guarantee would be uh, hitting well next season, or as so much as you can guarantee any baseball player will succeed, um, and is a West Boca guy. So comes from the South Florida area, um, born and raised. So an interesting story, and I love Castellanos. I think he'd be a great addition to this team. A lot of fire um, a hunk, a certified hunk, um, mm-hmm. and an Italian al- prince, an Italian prince playing along um, uh, Jesus Sanchez and Brian De La Cruz and whoever else is still out there in the outfield for us. So hopefully not Jorge Alfaro. But uh, yeah, so that's my famine of the week. Fist feast. That's my feast. It's your feast. It's a good thing. Uh, my feast is. It's a feast. It's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a feast. It's a good thing. Macaroni <laughs> grill. Um, Castellanos. Uh, my feast is the no. There's gonna be no runner on second roll in the playoffs. Let's go. And hopefully, it's done forever because I hate it. Um, I will. I'll. I would be open to it if they wanted to do it in like a 14th inning, so a later. Yeah, you know, just so, so like a, uh, let's get this going the, kind of thing. The teams aren't teams aren't playing. You know, 19 inning games. Like I'm down for that, but I don't think it should should, ha- should have any place in the playoffs, which it does not, which is great. Um, and hopefully, it's gone forever unless it's later in a late, late playoff uh, or extra inning game. Excuse me. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I love that. I'm also hoping that it goes away. Um, I also don't like the seven inning double headers. It's really the only conservative uh, baseball takes that we have is that we won't, we don't like these like man on second and, and seven inning double header rules. Um, Though the seven inning double headers does ideally give your bullpen an opportunity to rest up, which I think is important. Um, but yeah, awesome with that. I hope we get the NLDH next year, and I hope we get rid of these uh, man on second rules. Unless yeah, there's some sort of stipulation about we don't want games going on forever. These guys do have to get some sleep before the next game. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, all in, all in on that with you. My famine of the week, Brandon. Um, I forgot it. I had it. I didn't write it down. I forgot it. So I'm trying <laughs> to think of what it could possibly be. Um, I think I said it earlier. I think it was supposed to be the Marlins because I wanted to keep this Marlins themed as my last dish effort to talk about my favorite team on the podcast. Um, having the most pickoffs and the most errors. That's a famine for me, baby. You can't have that. And honestly, Prince of Miami, Jazz Chisel, had himself quite a few errors uh, on his own. So that's not great. Uh, also had a, a phenomenal jump catch uh, playing second base, just like leaping into the air and re- seemingly like levitating for a few seconds and ripping the ball out. So, uh, you know, good, bad happens all around, but, uh, yeah, that's my family of the week. 
my famine is uh, the opposite of Austin Riley, the most oh. important series for the Phillies and Braves. Bryce Harper, with the MVP chatter and all, had a rough weekend. Went Not 0 good. for 11 with five strikeouts in his team's most important series of the year. So... Not good, Bryce. Uh, you still had a fantastic year and kind of put the Phillies on, on your back to where they're even at the point of where this was an important series. So can't totally blame him, but when they need you most, didn't come through. Not good look for Bryce, who's been uh, been probably the MVP favorite up until that point. You think that sours enough voters that they put they they vote Soto? I think so. Soto should do. Yeah. Soto should deserves it. I don't yeah. care that the team's bad. Like I think all of the MVP candidates are. <laughs> on bad teams, I think, in the National League, right? At least the top two. And, the, well, the Phillies aren't a bad team, but the Phillies aren't a great team. Non-playoff. Not yes, playoff, non-playoff team. Yeah, I, there's an interesting argument when it comes to the NBA uh, MVP that, like, their value is determined by success of the team, which I think is an interesting way to look at it. And I kind of tend to agree. I think that, like, a team needs to be making the playoffs if you want an MVP. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I That sucks for Bryce Harper. We've been kind of tooting his horn all year being especially when he was starting to really get hot and nobody was really talking about it and then finally they caught up with nl feast the trailblazers <laughs> um about time someone gave us our credit brandon i've been waiting we're uh, always leading the charge we're leading the charge but brandon we have one final segment before we get on out of here it's our feature future fans why don't you give some shout out to some future fans of the nl feast podcast Shout out to Phillies Bell uh, for all things Phillies needs, Phillies wants, Phillies likes. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Phillies Bell. Um, we already mentioned them today. Our friend at Bean Eater Beach. One of the, they're already fans of, of the podcast. Phenomenal name, Bean too. Eater. We love it. That's a great name. Phenomenal. Love it. Um, and also a Braves podcast um, that's better than ours at Average Chatting <laughs> or the Chatting Average Podcast. You follow them at, at Average Chatting. Hell yeah, Brandon. Awesome. Some good people. Make sure to check them out. We're fans. You should be fans as well. Um, Brandon, I got some bad news. We didn't get any podcast reviews on Apple iTunes, and we didn't get any emails. I looked it up. When do you... I know You already know this. We got our last podcast review July 12th, so uh, it's been a little while, my friend. It's been a little... It's been almost three, Hey, four we're months. having a lot of correspondence on Twitter, though. That's we what got, I'm saying. We got up to 120 followers. Insane. That's not bad. I'll take it. We got a lot of love last week, dude. A lot of love last week. We also uh, hopped nine spots in the UK baseball world. Watch out. (laughs) The most popular baseball (laughs) podcast. Um, Um, You sent me a video. Shout out to our man. We give him a shout out every week. It feels like Peter Pratt, who is so dedicated to his Marlins recap videos that he started recording them in front of what appeared to be Leeds Airport. So I think it was an airport in Leeds. (laughs) So shout out to Peter. That really cracked me up. If you think of the concept of, of... him just in front of Leeds Airport yelling about the Miami Marlins is just the funniest. Yes, thing. It's, it's one of my favorite visuals. Um, and uh, then did an in-bar Marlins recap as well. So just truly committed to the Marlins recaps. So you got to love that for him. Um, and what else? Oh, we had a really weird thing. Before we get out of here, we, I want to talk to you about this. We had a, a lot of love on Twitter, obviously. Peter himself gave us a shout out. Dylan gave us a shout out. Like a bunch of people started shouting us out. It was much appreciated. We love all of you. Um but we also got 154 downloads last week. To put it in perspective, we normally get around like anywhere from like 35 to 50, probably averaging in the low 40s. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. It happened all on one day. It happened all on a Wednesday, the day after our podcast normally releases. And a majority of the downloads were from a were from Washington, Virginia. I'm saying like 
37 to 40 downloads of a couple episodes and then some backlog episodes work from Washington, Virginia. And I want to know what the hell happened. What, <laughs> what is going Slide on? Slide into our DMs. What happened, DC? Were we talking nationals? Did we say something out of turn about Soto? I don't think so. I don't think so. We've only been hyping Soto up. So I'm curious if it's like a glitch on our hosting website that gives us our statistics. Um, we can't dive into our Apple podcast stats. Also, if you have a podcast and you could tell us how to get a hold of these Apple people, we have no access to our Apple podcast statistics and I, and our uh, login information doesn't work. So we'd love to know what's going on over there, but we're just... at Apple podcast. Yeah. You're how about whatever the opposite of feature future fans is. That's what we're going to do for you. Uh, but Brandon, I think we're going to keep this relatively short. Not a lot of NL East podcasts to or, or games to talk about. So, uh, not a lot going on in the vision anymore. So I guess anything else before you want to say before we get out of here. Let's go Braves. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>